Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. In the battle against inflation, some new villains have emerged, Beyonce and Taylor Swift, or Tay-Tay as she's known on this channel. Higher interest rates are supposed to reduce the demand for goods and services, especially discretionary goods. Both the US Federal Reserve and the ECB have been raising rates quite aggressively of late, and they both hiked interest rates once again this week. U.S. rates are now at the highest level in 22 years, and European rates are at their record high, matching the level they reached in 2001 when the ECB was trying to boost the value of the newly launched euro. So why, after a series of interest rate hikes and a surge in the price of essential goods like food and energy, are we seeing Taylor Swift's latest tour break records and Beyonce stand accused of boosting the entire nation of Sweden's inflation rate during her two-night stay in Stockholm this May? Beyonce's world tour, her first solo tour in seven years, kicked off this May in Stockholm, and fans from around the world took advantage of the attractive exchange rate and flew in to buy tickets that worked out cheaper in Sweden than in the United States or Britain at the time. The type of ticket that would have cost $2,000 in the United States was going for around $200 in Stockholm. So Beyonce fans, known as the Bay Hive, flew to Sweden booking up hotels and restaurants, leading to the Beyonce blip. Fans allegedly booked up every hotel room for 40 miles around the concert venue. The country's CPI hit 9.7% that month, which was higher than expected, and a local economist announced that Beyoncé was responsible. That's right, Beyoncé stands accused of inflicting economic hardship on the people of Sweden. Bruce Springsteen, Elton John, Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran are all embarking on major tours this year, with millions rushing to see the shows, even if the tickets, travel and accommodation are very expensive. Taylor Swift fans, or Swifties as they're known, are expected to spend around $600 million on tickets for her current US tour, which while a big number is a small portion of overall U.S. consumer spending. American consumers spent almost $7 trillion over an equivalent period last year. A lot of that most likely went on those huge water bottles that they carry everywhere. But music tours are a big business, but not that big when you look at overall consumer spending. So do superstar tours really spur inflation? And if that is the case, should they be stopped for the good of humanity? Well, some people feel that it should. Tay-Tay is putting on six shows in Singapore next March. These are her only dates in Southeast Asia and demand is very high. Singapore's education minister was inundated with requests for an ad hoc school holiday for the dates of the tour, 
but he refused this in case the concerts fueled further inflation. Minister Chan explained that he had to refuse because he was concerned about how fans of other music acts that were visiting Singapore, such as Coldplay amongst others, would feel if the Ministry of Education acceded to the school holiday request from Swifties. I would imagine that most people would actually request an additional day of work or school to give them an excuse to avoid attending a Coldplay concert, but maybe that's just me. I mean, come on, Coldplay? Economists are used to digging through what many would consider fairly dull data to try and understand what's going on in the global economy. And when they feel that Beyoncé is not getting the treatment that she deserves, they sometimes jump to her defence, not unlike Kanye West. And as Kanye West would probably tell you, a badly timed defence of Beyoncé can come off as an attack on Taylor Swift. Anyhow, Analysts from Credit Sites, a research firm, compared hotels' revenue per available room for the stops on Tay-Tay's current tour to the average for the US's top 25 markets on those show dates. They found what they have named the T-Swift lift. The chart on screen shows the spike in revenue per available room for the dates of Tay-Tay's concert in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville's hotel revenues per available room more than doubled from the same period the prior year. The chart on screen right now shows the size of the T-Swift lift for the different cities played on her tour, and the pop in Nashville is the most extreme. Cities like New York, Boston and Las Vegas had much more muted reactions. They may simply be better able to handle big events like a Taylor Swift concert, but it's also worth noting that Tay-Tay got her start in Nashville and considers it her hometown, so fans might have been more excited to see her play Nashville than any other city. Credit sites even found one hotel executive in their research who estimated that the Swifties would boost room revenues for the hotel by 1% for the entire year. So big events like this are helping the hospitality industry in the towns they visit. But does this mean that they're inflationary? Well, inflation is calculated from the change in prices of a basket of goods. In the United States, the BLS record the prices of around 80,000 items each month. Data on rents is gathered from around 50,000 landlords and tenants. The CPIU, which is the Consumer Price Index for all urban consumers, is the most widely cited inflation metric in the United States, but it's not the only version of the CPI being calculated. The basket of goods and services is supposed to represent a scientifically selected sample of the prices paid by consumers for goods and services purchased at a given point in time. The items sampled and their weights in the overall index are determined by the Consumer Expenditure Survey, which is carried out for the BLS by the Census Bureau. There are a number of other inflation statistics also being calculated, such as Change CPI, which aims to reflect how consumers alter their buying patterns in response to changes in relative prices. For example, they might buy more chicken if beef becomes more expensive. 
Concerts and hotel rooms are in the basket of goods being measured, but they have such a light weight that national inflation shouldn't be expected to jump as a result of a single event, unless it's on a huge scale. A spike in hotel room rates near a big event caused by a surge in demand might often be offset by a fall in costs elsewhere. A hotel far away from the event might see a dip in demand over a big concert weekend and lower room rates to attract customers. Additionally, fans who spend a large amount on a Taylor Swift concert ticket are likely to cut costs on other items, bringing down demand and, in theory, prices for those goods for a short time. In my last video on whether the luxury goods bubble is bursting, I mentioned that wealthy Americans appear to have switched from spending money on branded fashion goods and are instead spending more on travel and holidays. Since that video, LVMH reported what is described as a surprising drop in US sales this Tuesday. As its chief financial officer said, aspirational customers are not shopping as much as they used to. It might be that their target customers spent their disposable income on Taylor Swift tickets rather than on a new outfit or handbag. Smaller countries like Sweden or Singapore might see a surge in demand when there's a big event, but they don't need to worry about inflation being driven by a Beyonce or Taylor Swift or even a Coldplay concert. Thousands of Swifties or members of the Bay Hive might be likely to fly in from neighbouring countries and boost the local economy for a few days that the concert is on. This additional demand is likely to temporarily push up hotel prices or make it difficult to get a table at popular restaurants. Locals might spend some of their savings too, money that they won't be spending in the future until their finances recover. James Pomeroy, an economist at HSBC, pointed out that while the month-on-month 8.7% increase in Swedish accommodation costs in May fits with the general Beyoncé explanation, the cost of food, package holidays and pets nationally in Sweden were also to blame for the high annual figures. So while Beyoncé may have caused a shock to one month's data, she is not the reason for inflation in Sweden being well above the central bank's target. Any negative economic effects that people might be worried about in such situations will usually be short-lived. When Swifties return to their homes, prices near the concert venue can be expected to fall. Hotels can't charge Swiftian rates once the event is over. In fact, the inflation rate might even look a little bit lower the following month until people's savings recover. So despite what you may have read in the press, tours are probably not something central bankers should worry too much about. So why have concert tickets become so expensive in recent years? The BBC reports that average ticket prices for big arena gigs have more than doubled since the late 1990s. Well, ever since music streaming replaced CD sales, the amount of income that artists and performers receive from their songs has fallen considerably. Because of this loss of income, musicians have had to switch to making most of their money from concerts, which means that ticket prices have gone up. 
the musicians aren't trying to take advantage of their audiences. It's just that historically a tour was viewed as a way to boost record or CD sales, while today it's the main source of income for a musician or band. You get to listen to the music online for free, but if you want to see it live, it's more expensive. The average cost to see Taylor Swift is $254 per ticket today. Because live performance has become a musician's main source of income, they're focusing much more on putting on great shows today. The shows that you attend today are much more professional than they were in the past, with better sound, better lighting and better venues. All of this costs a lot of money. Today's musicians play fewer small venues than they used to. One reason for this is the competition to stage bigger and better shows. This is possibly why Tay-Tay has decided to perform her only Southeast Asia dates in Singapore. Moving expensive stage sets around is riskier and more expensive than playing multiple times at the same venue, if the demand is there. The ticket industry has become more of a monopoly over time, pushing up prices, and because ticket sales have moved online, scalpers have been able to buy up tickets in a way they couldn't in the past to resell them at a premium to music fans. To combat this, ticket sellers have moved to a dynamic pricing model where prices rise and fall with demand. This can seem unfair to music fans, but it really just means that the price premium that people are willing to pay is going into the pocket of the artists rather than the ticket scalpers. The economics of live music may be changing a lot, but that probably shouldn't keep central bankers awake at night. Thanks for tuning in for this week's podcast. If you enjoyed it, send a link to a friend who may enjoy it too, as that's how podcasts grow. Special thanks to our supporters on Patreon who make all of this happen. Have a great week and see you in the next podcast. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.